Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so happy to welcome you to Fearlessly Authentic once again to all my listeners around the world. I appreciate you listening and hopefully, as I'm doing every single week with my guests, educating, empowering, and inspiring you, inspiring you to live a fearlessly authentic life. So I'm so excited. In a few minutes, I'm going to introduce my guest today. But before I get started, I wanted to talk to you about Saqqara. Now, this is something I've been talking to you guys about for a long time. I started going more plant-based when I turned 60 in December. And Saqqara delivers meals that are plant-based. I'm not a good cook. So they come, they are delicious and nutritious. And I want you to try it. If you are thinking about going plant-based now, not 100% plant-based, but 80% of the time now. Yeah, I am. Believe it or not, Kathy. Um, and so I want you to try it with my code XOJody. So go to Sakara. that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com. Use my code XOJody to save 20% on your first purchase. And remember to please subscribe, review, leave a comment. I love hearing from you on Apple to Fearlessly Authentic. So again, welcome everybody. And I get to welcome my guest, Kathy Savage. So happy to have you here, Kathy. Hi, hi, hi. I am so excited to introduce you to Kathy Savage, who was a huge part of my life. And, you know, I'm This is so funny because I had your bio in front of me and now I can't find it, but I'm going to just, I'm going to just go from what I remember and what, and you can add in what you, what you're doing now, because that's really important too. But to everybody, Kathy Savage, um, I'd actually say that you are iconic at this point. Um, Kathy and I met in 2007 and she became my fitness coach. And when I started competing in fitness shows and she literally changed my life. And this is something she's still doing with her media company, Savage Media. Is that the name of it, Kathy? Yes. Yeah. Savage yeah. Media, where she also, so the first part of her life, she was helping women in fitness. And now she's helping women entrepreneurs, you know, believe in themselves so she can watch them go on the journey and become the superstars that she knows they already are. So what she does is pour belief into women that may be a little bit broken, maybe a little bit stuck, and then she watches them soar as superstars. And Kathy, that is that is a gift. Oh, thank you. I, I feel like it's a gift as well. I really do. It's it's an innate um, gift that was given to me probably somehow from divine spirits or my parents. Uh, but yeah, it, it, thank you. I, I consider that such a high compliment. Yes, definitely. So tell everybody how you got started in fitness and what brought you to be like this amazing coach to so, I mean, thousands and thousands of, of women who competed on world stages. Oh, thank you, Jody, And thank you for 
inviting me to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, you're such an inspiration for women of all ages, and uh, I'm just really happy to be here. So, uh, you know, my my beginnings of fitness started long before what most listeners might see now. Um, I began when the sport began. It was an idea based from bodybuilding, and uh, I was part of that process when fitness and bikini and physique shows first started. I did it a little bit myself. And then decided that I wanted to be kind of in the back, the background, really helping other people do it. I was kind of like a Steven Spielberg, putting things together, seeing the greatness in some of the people that I competed alongside with. And so I quickly realized there were no coaches doing this. There were no trainers. It wasn't anything specific, specific to this new sport. And so from day one, I said, I'm going to coach. There was no playbook. And I made it up as I went along. And through that journey, it's evolved into so many different things. But it really just started with an idea, an entrepreneurial passion that I had to have my own business. And it just grew into one of the greatest love stories, in my opinion, um, in a sports genre. It really was a love story. It's did you realize this in yourself as you started out as a fitness competitor, you were a dancer. So mm -hmm. you went into that whole fitness dancing um, world. Did you, and you noticed there weren't any coaches. Did you know that you would be a good teacher? Because part of being a good coach, obviously, is being a very good teacher. Did you know that you had that ability? And I know you come from that background. Your dad was in academia, right? Right. Both my parents, both my parents okay. were educators. I would never have thought that I was going to take that educational leap like they did, but I absolutely studied the best sports coaches um, on the planet at the time. So all through college, I was, in, I was really wanting to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. So I think through that love and passion, I really started to learn what it takes to be a great coach. So a lot of my professional coaching experience comes from athletic coaches who were very results oriented, no fluff, none of the guru stuff that you might see now. It was very, very strategic and it was tangible. And so I think I applied a lot of what I learned to all of you and it was a really great recipe for success because you guys won everything. We and I did. Would that, I would say that there was a lot of strategy behind what we all were a part of, for sure. When I met you in 2007, how long had you been coaching women? Oh my gosh. Well, oh my, let's see. I competed late 80s, early 90s. Okay. So, you know, I was into probably my second decade. Oh gosh, I'm terrible in math, but it's been about third, over 30 years, 35 years that I've been doing some element of coaching. So three decades, you learn a lot and you see everything. When I think back to when I met you and you were always strategizing. So I knew that when I met you, not only were you a coach that everybody around me was telling me to reach out to, oh, you've got to meet Kathy Savage. You got to meet Kathy Savage. You got, I'm like, who is this Kathy Savage? And I Googled you and I'm like, okay, this is, I'll go see her. I'll go see her. And, but I remember what a businesswoman you were. 
You know, that was always first and foremost, you were running a business. This wasn't just like, oh, let's go have a good time. And I don't know how much I'm charging you. And yeah, just pay me when you can. It was none of that. You want me, you pay for me. And you weren't cheap, especially one-on-one. So back then you knew your worth and women weren't doing that back then. No, no. But I'll tell you right now, in true honesty, that was a couple of years after I was on MTV. And that mm-hmm. MTV show catapulted my business from a media perspective to having people fly in from all over the world. So okay. I would say that MTV was one of the first um, television stints that I did. And I think through that, I realized, hey, I am worth a lot more than I'm, give- I'm, I'm charging for people. And one thing, though, I did learn from my parents is always be fair. So I always felt like I was fair with my business practices. I never tried to take advantage of anybody. But what I also did, Jody, from a perspective of strategy is I saw the people who had a lot of uh, potential. And sometimes those people with a lot of potential, and I know we're going to talk about your journeys, uh, and I can't wait, but... What I did was I sponsored a lot of the really, really high potential people. And I made sure that they got everything they needed without having to pay me. And I think because of that, I treated them as sponsored athletes. They they would now draw people into our team. And I don't think anyone was really thinking about it that way back then. But that Mm -hmm. was really a huge strategy for me to just kind of bring in the best of the best and coach them and make sure that they won everything. It was put in magazines and it was a strategy to kind of catapult their brands um, with me in the background. So it was deliberate for sure. And, and again, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing that at the time. So like, how did you know, like, who did you learn this from? Or was this just something you knew? Hey, this girl has great potential. I'm going to bring her in because I know she's a superstar and she probably can't, whether or not she could afford it, but I want to let her know that I believe in her. People do that in business all the time. They may not use the word sponsor, but it's not something that was done. Again, I think you were way ahead of your time. You were definitely, you know, a pioneer blazing the trails there. Nobody was doing stuff like that. No, 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 they weren't. And I really just used my business experience, my business, my education. Uh, I was a marketing major, communications major. And again, going back to my love of athletics and sports, that was happening in other sports, not Mm -hmm. ours, but other sports. So I drew a lot from athletics and what other sports were doing and kind of put it into ours. Now you remember our sport was very individual. You were up there by yourself. There were no teams. I created that because I wanted it to be more of a sport. I wanted you guys to feel like athletes and go into a show 30, 40, 50 people deep, all dressed in the same outfits. And it was not only a a marketing and branding move, but I wanted you guys to feel like athletes. Mm. And so all of those things, I think, were drawn upon from my love of sports and athletics. How did you know when you saw a woman who would reach out to you, or maybe you saw her, we didn't have social media. Okay. So everybody realized this, this was before 
fate. I think it was before Facebook because I know when I won my shows, okay. I wasn't putting it on. There was, nobody knew about it. Yeah, like my family space. knew about it. I think it was my, <laughs> my space. space. Right, right. <laughs> I wasn't even posting on that because I remember my daughter at the time who was going, was a senior. She was in high school. She's like, mom, you can't go on that. That's where people applying to college. Remember? Like that was, that's where you found your roommate which is so creepy right now, but I guess they do it on Instagram and TikTok now, who knows, Um, which is whatever. And so how, when you found that woman, that young woman or however age she was, um, how did you know, how do you know whether it's in fitness or it's in business now that that person has the it qualities? I know how I know, but I'd like to know how you know. Oh, I know the minute I meet them and Mm. You were the same way. Um, There is an intangible charisma that energetically comes off with a person. And this has nothing to do with the most beautiful, the best body. It's not that obvious. It is an energetic frequency that someone gives off because you can be a beautiful woman and not be a superstar because your energy isn't there or you're too overly confident it is an intangible. It is some, but to me, it's palpable. I know it. Mm. Uh, I can't explain it, but I used to say, she's going to be a star. She's going to be a star. And people would be like, really? I'm like, watch. And it, it's, it's just this kind of talent manager mentality that is indescribable when I explain it, but the feeling for me, I just know it. I knew you were so special the minute you walked into my office. I knew it. Well, thank you. That's that's very kind of you. You know, I got to coach a few girls after I opened up my fitness studio. And, you know, not that I'm comparing myself to all of the women that you coached, but I would know. I would just know when that girl, I would see her get out of her car, walk into the studio. And I knew, I knew, unless she totally was not that person at all, you know, and, you know, we all get crazy as we get ready for stage. Anyway, we're all like bridezilla people, but um, yes, you just know it. And I think also for me, once I, I see that girl, I see the star quality in her. I know what she's capable of doing. She may not know that now. And I know that was you coaching me. Um, And then you sort of manifest it. You know that you're going to see that girl as a winner on stage. And she's not the most beautiful and she's not the tallest and she's not the leanest. And I, I go around telling people that all the time, not all the time, but like when I talk to people about fitness competitions, I say, I was not the tallest. I was probably one of the shortest and I was never the leanest. Never. It was about confidence presentation. And that's what you talked about all the time, because when you would see somebody who had that quality, you pulled that out of them. Right. Right. It, it was something that I, I, I can honestly say that no one came in saying that they believed in themselves or they knew they were going to win. Mm-hmm. I knew it and I knew I had a lot of work to do. And I will tell you that that was the bulk of my work. My legacy was not giving them the best diet on the planet, giving them the best training program. While those things are important, it was all of the other things that you just described so perfectly. It was all of the qualities that make you just memorable and charismatic on stage. And there is a fine line of being cocky and confident. 
And I remember I used to say that to you all the time, but I'll tell you, there's a certain element of a woman who knows who she is and more mature women, the older women do this better than anybody because we've kind of been there, done that. And so many of the women who were 35 and over, 45 and over, 50 and over walked with such knowingness of who they were that it was difficult to take your eyes off of them. And so that is really kind of the finished product of the collaboration that we have. It isn't just my coaching. It's you, the client, and you, Jody, who worked so hard on all the daggers that were coming at you called life, and you still just persevered and you took um, criticism and critiques and just always tried to get better every time. And that was what I appreciated most about you. You always wanted to get better. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it was a it was a collaborative deal. Um, you were really tough on me. Um, I was. I'm not going to cry right now, um, even though you probably made me cry a few times. Um, but it was, you know, as I explained to people who know me and know our relationship, that I came to you kind of broken looking for something. And I knew that in my body, that was my strength and in my power. What I didn't know, and I've said on so many podcasts, so many interviews, is I knew my body was strong. Oh, I'm not going to cry. But oh. I didn't know how strong I was mentally. And that's what you did for me. That's And that took me, that's why I am where I am right now is from that mental tenacity, that mental strength that I had no idea. I thought I was weak. I knew my body was strong, but I did not know how mentally strong I was. And you brought that out on me because you were so tough on me because you, you, I guess you saw the potential and you're like, Harrison, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, just like any good football coach, basketball coach, the best of the best have that, have that type of philosophy where you go girl is not coaching. That's cheerleading. That's cheerleading. Coaching is making sure that someone doesn't falter and making sure that they stay focused and that they know that they have to get above the bar. And so how do you get someone above the bar? Well, you have to continuously stay on them to make sure. And then through that, that muscle of resilience takes form. And that's what happened with you. You were broken and rightly so. And this is why you were such a role model for so many women going through transformation or anything like that, because you have to kind of, you have to kind of swim through the thick swamp to get to the other side. There is no totally. easy way. And I was part of that thick swamp so that when you got on stage, nothing was going to shake you. Nothing was going to derail you because you had already done the work, but you didn't even realize it. And so I would like to say that my legacy in fitness was that I taught women things that were going to serve them well far beyond their comp competition days. And it, they could bring that and enhance what they learned into all aspects of their life. I completely agree with that. It's amazing how fitness does feed, you know, just feed out to the rest of your life. You don't realize it, right. how that strength, that mental strength, that power that you have 
And I, we all have it. It depends on what we do with it and how you want to, how you want it to serve you so you can serve others. And we don't always know that that's what's going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you were doing to become a coach because you thought, oh, I could do this. I can help women because there's nobody out there like me. But what you ended up doing was, you know, serving women that needed to be served and then them paying it forward, right? How many women have you coached that then went on to coaching other women? Now, it's not maybe exactly the way you wanted them to coach, and that's not for you to say, but they went ahead and did that for somebody else. Oh, my gosh. When I think of so many women that found their voice with our team and now are doing things that are exceptional, whether it's coaching or leading retreats or having podcasts or really stepping into who they really are. Um, I loved being a springboard for people um, to do just exceptional things. And that's what I wanted all along. I never wanted women to, to just settle for winning a trophy. And you know, I always used to say that you win a trophy on Saturday, you go back to work on Monday. No one even knows what you did. It's gotta be more. You've got to have more. And I think that's why I pushed you guys to do other things and get in the magazines. Cause at the time that was what we, that was what the goal was or to pursue some type of sponsorship, all of the above. It just wasn't enough um, because you guys weren't just one dimensional. You were three dimensional. And I wanted to be part of that push to get you to those high spots in life. What would you tell um, a woman now? And I know that you, you have your own media business now, and you do still coach women for fitness shows. But for anybody listening right now who's thinking about doing a fitness show, what kind of advice would you give them? I know I'm putting you on the spot right now, um, but. Yeah, you know, it, it's it would be the same thing that I told you back in 2007 when you came into my office and you sat there. I said I would ask someone why they wanted to do this. Because a lot of people do this, do get involved with fitness because they want to prove something. Mm. Um, and that's okay to prove it to yourself, but not to prove it to somebody else. So I always ask someone why they want to do this. And when someone says to me, I want to win a world title, I want to win. That's when I tell them, then I'm not the coach for you. Now, right. mind you, if you hire me, you probably, probably will win, but you right. won't win with that attitude. And so it's always, even 30,000 years later, I still ask that same question, what, why? What is your goal? Because I don't want the fitness show to be the goal. I want it to be a springboard for something else, to get healthier, perhaps, to start a business, to become a trainer. So I'm always asking someone why. So my advice for someone is to ask yourself, why do you even want to do this? Because it's subjective. So if you go in and say, I want to win. You have no control over that. You can be the best on stage. And Jody, you sure know this. You can be the best and not win. And it's subjective. It's not like running a race. There is no finish line. So I don't want people to think that they should do this to win a trophy because, again, it's subjective. So there's got to be more behind why you want to do this. And, and I think- so that's, that's the advice I would give someone. And I, you know, right. That was the same advice you gave me a million years ago, because it's not about the prize. It's about, and we talk about this all the time, 
It's about the journey. And nobody wants to hear, you would always say, you know, for me, it was always my stomach was sticking out, right, Kath? It's still yeah. sticking out. Okay. Yeah. So even when I would be like 105 and be like 12% body fat, my stomach was still sticking out. I will be posting pictures later to show you all. And it drove me crazy. It still drives me crazy now at almost 61 years old. But I've learned to embrace it as best that I can. And it was about the journey. It was about learning and if and trusting the process. Because when I would say, I want to hurry up and go, Kathy, I want to hurry up and go, 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 go. And you'd be like, Harrison, you got to trust the process. You got to trust them. Like, I don't want to trust the process. That's got to be really frustrating. I know for me as a coach, it's very hard when I have a woman come to me and say, I'm going away in two weeks, in two months on vacation. I'd like to lose 30 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. We don't sprint here. We do not sprint, especially when it comes to weight loss, body transformation, because the mind, it's got to start with the mind first. And that's what you were so great at doing was helping women transform their mindset when we didn't even talk about mindset back then. Right. Right. I would talk people off the ledge for a living. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, yeah. And and that was straight talk, tough love with more love than tough, but tough love because it wasn't about the show, the brownie, the this, the that. It was about the mindset and the way you felt about yourself. And so in doing that, we did, I mean, it really was a mindset victory that you all would conquer at the end of each show without even realizing you spent more time thinking about your positive mindset and affirmations and thinking clearly and having a team cheer for you. All of those things were really all geared toward your mental health, if you will, your, your mindset going into a show. The fact that you created this enormous team, Team Savage, and we had all these girls in the audience clapping and cheering for us, that was brilliant. And everybody copied you. Everybody, <laughs> right? How many people copied you? I know so many people. A lot of people you. did, but that's okay. It's flattered. I'm flattered. It's flattering, it's flattering. right? <laughs> um, but what you created was just a beautiful thing. And you know, I learned so much from it and I ended up competing until, you know, for 10, for 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last time I got on stage was 56. I don't, I, yeah. 56 after my mom had her stroke. Um, did you ever have an uncoachable woman where you just said, you know what, honey, or not honey, but we, this isn't going to work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've fired a lot of people who never made it to the group. Yep. This isn't what makes it- because there's toxicity in mm-hmm. an uncoachable person and it would permeate through you guys. So I kept those people very far from you. So absolutely. And in life or fitness or anything, you need to keep the toxicity away from the people who really matter. And what makes somebody coachable? being open and vulnerable like you, you were one of the most coachable people I ever, I ever had because you didn't negotiate with me. So a coachable person doesn't negotiate. They, they open their arms and they trust the process. I really did listen to you. I listened to everything. I remember being so scared to get on stage 
And he kept saying, I'm like, I'm not ready. How many girls said to you? I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And you're like, get on the stage. You're ready. And I'm like, I'm not ready. You're like, get on the stage. You're ready. You do a great impression of me. <laughs> Don't I? Well, because I hear you still in my voice when I tell people this story, because people think I'm so strong and I'm so like, I know my shit. And I, I like you do. I do. I do now. But like back then, I probably did then, too, but I didn't have the confidence. So I needed somebody to just poke me in the back like, you know, those people poke you in the back. And how did you get to be? How did you know that what you were doing was the right thing? My parents. My parents were my greatest teachers. And when I knew I knew something, I went full Mm. blast. If I didn't know something. I sought counsel. I got opinions from other people. But if I was no, if I knew something was a certain way, there was no stopping me. I was like a hurricane. So it was that confidence in coaching. You you really were. So we're going to come back. We're going to take a little break, a short break right now, and we're going to come back with Kathy Savage, and we are going to talk about what's been going on in your life and how you are empowering women in a different way this time. So. Hang in there. We'll see you back in a few minutes, everybody. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are 
are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am with Kathy Savage, and we are talking about fitness, coaching women, empowering women, because as I say at the beginning of every show, we are here to educate, empower, and inspire. And that's exactly what you did for me, Kathy, and what you do for so many women. So welcome back, Kathy. So good to be here. This is so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. And your hair is looking just so fabulous. Thank you. I know it is. I'm having a good hair day. It's, Thank it's, you. You're, you're having a really... Thank you. Thank you. Um, so one of the things about Kathy, uh, if you don't know her already, and if you don't know her, check her out on Instagram at Kathy Savage Official. Yes. Yes. And on Facebook, is it the same name? I think so. No, I think it's just okay. Kathy Savage. <laughs> it's Kathy with a C. And it's a very cool name, Kathy Savage. So one of the things about you, Kathy, is that when you see stuff that you're like, I can't even, I can't even because you hear people talking about BS and you're like, I can't, I can't. Like, do I call this person out on social? No, I'm not going to do that. But I'm just, I'm just going to say I can't even. So for those of you who, can, are just listening to us. Kathy has a mug that says, where is it, Kath? It's right here. I can't even. Now, how did this, tell me how this all came about. You know, I say that a lot when I'm in, you know, when we would have Camp Savage and someone would say something absolutely preposterous and I would be like, I can't, I can't, I can't even. Or, um, if we went to a hotel and it was lousy, you know, this this was a lot of when we were all together and if something silly or if the lights went out in a fitness show or which happened quite frankly, <laughs> quite frequently, where they got the scores wrong. We know that, too. Yes. I would always like utter the words. I can't. And I, it was just something I've always done. And so one of my beautiful clients, Anna Summer Laro, she gave me this cup a couple of years ago. And I just have been doing that with my clients or on a Zoom. I would just grab the cup and stare at them. And then I just said, you know what, I'm going to bring it to Instagram because I'm just going to share some of the silly things I hear. And people love it. It's ridiculous. But people really love when I just stare at the camera. And it is what it is. It's it's fun. (laughs) Give Give me one of your favorite I can't evens. Oh my God, there's like a million of them. Um, how about, you know, someone emailing me saying, Kathy, can I just get a, a quick look at what you give your clients for nutrition? Oh, yeah, sure. Here, no problem. Right, let me just send it to you for free. Uh, right. Or Kathy, I'm going to the beach in two days. What can I do to look hot? You, you're familiar right. with that. Right. Um, or this might be my lucky day. You know, someone wants to help me grow my followers and he has 40. I mean, it's honest to God, true things that come my way. My DMs are like a movie. Some of the things that people ask me are my best content and they don't mean it bad. And actually, if it's a stranger who asks me, I tell them, is it okay if I share this in one of my little coffee cups? And they're so happy that I Oh, I love that. They're so happy. But, um, but they're all true. I don't make any of them up. And 
yeah, it's just the crazy stuff that kind of happens to me. <laughs> I even remember going back to when I competed, the the questions that would come up. And and I remember you walking away and just say, I, I can't, I, I can't. Like we've covered this a thousand times. What what are you what are you asking this question for? So I love that you could just pick up your coffee. I mean, you guys have to see her on Instagram. It's very funny. Have you taken this to TikTok? You said you were kind of on TikTok. I've done a few TikTok. I'm really, I'm on TikTok a little bit. I haven't really explored over there just from, for no other reason than I need to do that. There's no excuse. Um, So yeah, I've I've done a little bit over there. Uh, It's so different. That, that platform is so different and it's wonderful, mm. but um, it doesn't feel like home yet to me, like Instagram or Facebook, uh, Facebook does. So I'll get there, it's, but I love, I love watching everybody over there. It's really interesting. I think it's like a mini um, Instagram. I, I, I felt the same way that I felt a little weird doing it. And my first one was my me cleaning out the turkey last year and my daughter was filming me and I was just getting so grossed out. So we put that up and- I don't know, whatever. Um, So tell me, are you still training women in fitness shows? And tell me about your media company. Yeah, uh, I still have a few clients who really wanted to stay with me and go through the process. And it's very small amount. Um, What I did was I kind of transformed my company into subsections. So we have other people that are doing that now, or I refer them Two other people, uh, amazing trainers, amazing people with fitness uh, companies as well. So it's it's very picky of the people that I take on for competitive fitness. So it's it's really not part of the bulk of what I do. Um, what I started a couple years back and what I'm doing mostly of now was just owning a media company that specializes in personal branding for women, and so. I've always done it. I just haven't formalized it uh, the way I have now. So with you, you're a great example. We were branding you at the time so that when you got on stage, everybody knew. There's so many layers of things I used to do, like emailing people that I knew were going to be at the show, magazine uh, folks, uh, pitching you guys to the magazines, making sure the the promoter of the show knew you were there. So there's a, there was a lot of PR and media going on all the time, but I just it just was part of what we did. Now I'm really getting into kind of honing in on the personal branding aspect because nobody's doing it the way I'm doing it. They're not teaching foundational branding like I do. Uh, there is a lot of great people involved with branding and business coaching and things like that. And I do a lot of um, collaboration with them. But what I'm doing now is so specific and niche to the branding process, brand management, uh, all the kind of the beginnings of establishing who you are and how you show up. And I absolutely love it. I, I can it. I, I, I mean, this just seems so natural for you because as you said, you know, we know each other through fitness and you were an astute businesswoman back then. And this is, again, you guys, without social media, like without the help of social media. Like when I think about that, you grew this huge, successful brand without the help of social media. So you were already branding the girls that were your, let's say, your top 10. 
you were doing that. You were doing that with me. I was the older competitor. I mean, you didn't brand me like that. But yes, we knew that this is I'm part of Kathy Savage's team and I'm the oldest one on her team. So you're like, yeah, yeah, that's her up there. Yeah, she's going through she's going through menopause right now. You see her (laughs) 49 on stage and she's going through menopause. Like, what was I thinking? You remember me? Like, I would literally shout out stories from the stage from the stage so the judges would hear. Like, I wanted people to know your stories because that was kind of what intrigued me. Um, making sure that my, at the time, Facebook was not loaded with pictures of me, but with pictures of you guys. So I was constantly pitching and promoting you guys prior to the show, prior to the event, prior to the expo. And it's really so vital for women to understand how that works, not only in a fitness capacity, but a professional capacity in their personal life, how you show up. Um, really matters. And I don't mean the physical, I mean the right. of you, your charisma. We need it in all aspects of our life. You know, you said this before the break. Um, you just said it again, the essence, the, um, what did you say? Essence, and it was the charisma. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you can teach, right? I right. think people come to us that maybe eventually we could bring out more essence, more charisma as maybe we get more confident or we know who we are better. As you said, you know, you pour belief into women. Another way of saying empowering. And I don't, you know, I love the word empower. I think it's overused. I think yeah. we should really think about what the word okay. empower means right. because, yeah, I empower this. I empower that. No, 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 no. Like, but I love what you say about pouring that belief and pouring it into the women who have that essence. Not that you're disregarding the women that don't have it, but you're going to work with the women that you see that star quality with. And so in business, when you see maybe, oh, a broken woman, and you know, and I'm saying this in quotations, everybody, a broken woman, somebody who may not believe in herself, but has, but knows what she's, she doesn't know what she's worth yet. Right. And you see that how, and so how do you take now that that, I know how you did it with fitness. How do you do it with a woman in business? Oh, if you could well, give an example. Yeah, it's so much, it's, it's probably even more fun mm. because the beauty of having your own business or brand, whatever that looks like, or going for that corporate C-suite job, they're all the same. We all have something unique within us for the real world. So I'm not only pouring belief into them, but I'm pulling talent out of them, which is very similar to fitness. But for this, it's so different because I think, and especially with social media, you start comparing yourself to people. And I never got that. I never had the gene of comparison. I think my parents did a great job with me to not really even consider that. But with business and branding, Everybody has an essence. We'll just say that word again. And I help them pull it out. So people will come to me and they'll be like, they could say something like this. I want to be the next Jody Harrison. And I always say, well, there's only one. So you're not going to be the next Jody Harrison. What we're going to do is pull out the essence of who you are. What brings you joy? How you want to show up? What's important to you? All of these attributes, it's a deep dive. It's a discovery. And what happens is women become a category of one. And there's no more comparison because there is only one Jody. There's only one Kathy. And so I think women make a lot of mistakes when they want to build a brand or, or create their own business because they're looking to other people 
And gurus will say to them, oh, find someone who does what you do and want to do and model them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can be inspired by them, but you're not, you're, I don't let my clients be carbon copies of anyone. Um, I, and I think of some of my amazing clients now who are literally exploding their businesses because they are such a category of one. So all that foundational work has to be done before you even find your ideal client. So I love being in that space. Most business coaches don't. They want to just take you and help you build a business. And that's awesome because we need them too. I specialize in that beginning process of education and giving women the wings so that they can fly and create something they want to create. I, I absolutely love that, that model because we can't help somebody fly if we don't know why they want to fly or who they want to serve. Like, why are they here? Why? Right. Like the first question you asked me, Jody, why are you here? Right. I'm a fitness coach. Right. But why and, are you here? Like, and if it's, it's those questions, Jody, are so vital. I had a client once. She came to me for business, and she wanted to create an online program and become a coach, which was wonderful. And when I did the deep dive with her, her story was absolutely gripping. And Mm -hmm. I said, you don't need an online program. You need to write a book. And she wrote a book and she wrote Mm -hmm. several books. So it's that work that if you just signed up for a course or went into like a big group, you just complete your online program. One plus one is two. There's so much more to it. And especially when you want to be really successful and build your brand to be a standout. Um, there's so much work there. And I absolutely, it just fills me up to be able to watch someone with a great idea, use their superpowers that only they have and build it into something amazing. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, we both have children. Your children are now how old? Uh, uh, my daughter will be 18 in December. My God. My I think I met her when she was like three. Yeah. And my, tw- my son, Ryan is 19. He'll be 20 in March. It's wow. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even, right. I can't even. So how has it been all these years? And I know you have an amazing husband who's supportive. You guys are, seem to be a very well-balanced couple and I remember like the first time coming up to Boston to tra- to work with you. And he was, you were always like, Johnny over there, Johnny over there. Like he was always a part of your business. So has it always been, is, how did you find that balancing act for the women listening who have children, who are entrepreneurs, who are always like, want to take it to the next level? How, what kind of advice would you give them? And how have you balanced, you know, having enough time with your husband, your children and your business? Oh, it's so easy. You put them first. You put them first. Uh, Love it. They're like, it's in the table of life. They're the centerpiece and everything else is the plates around them. And you never, ever negotiate that. So there have been a lot of things that I've said no to Jody that would have probably catapulted me in all these different directions, but they fell at a time where it was really important for me to be at my son's basketball games or my daughter's whatever she does, leadership events. Um, I've never missed anything. For me, that was important. It may not be the story of somebody else, but the thing that I'm most proud of in my entire life is the balanced, and I know we don't say balance, but I do say balance because I have balanced both of them exceptionally. 
And the reason for that is because they know they are first and I don't just say it, I mean it. They know that I will drop anything and everything to be with them. Today, when they were 10, when they were three, uh, we were filming MTV, they were babies. So there was a lot of moving around, but I made them the priority. And I think when women make their family a priority, everything else just falls into place. I agree, because then the family knows that they are a priority no matter what, no matter what, they know they come first. That's right. We touched on MTV in, in the first half and now again. So tell me how MTV came about. I know we're kind of going backwards here for a minute. I know, minute, it was but, so long ago. Um, yeah. That was hilarious because they called me out of nowhere. They just must have done a search because they needed a coach. And when they called, I thought it was one of my friends and I hung up on them. It's like, you've heard people do that. I actually did that. They were like, hello, I'm Patrick Lopes from MTV. I'm a producer. I'm like, okay, who is this? It, I really didn't. There was no warning. They actually just called. So they Googled, they looked at my website at the time, which was probably terrible. And it was as easy as that. Um, I think what they actually, what they did to get my name, in addition to looking at my website, is they Googled a lot of the show producers and everybody advise them to contact me. Mm. So um, it just happened. It was, you know, and that's another thing. It, during that filming, my mother-in-law was dying. And so, you know, again, I was supposed to do a lot of media for that. And I didn't. I did what I was contracted to do, but I could have done a lot more with it, but I needed to be with my husband. Mm. And so, again, it's always these amazing situations, but never feeling bad or left out because again, if you know what your priorities are, there is no negotiating. Mm, and that's so, great, uh, that's but, great but MTV no, was, I like that. MTV was great. It was so much fun. And that was back in the days before it got dysfunctional. It was more like an uh, inspirational story. Right. So the show was made, right? Um, was it made? No, it was I Want the Perfect Body. It was True Life. Oh, yeah, True, True Life. Life. Right. right. That was, okay. That was yeah. like in the 90s. No, the it 90s? was 2005. Okay. So that, okay. And then yep. I met you in 2007. Right you. And they mm-hmm. wanted to do some spin-offs. We were going to have our own show. We pitched it to Bravo and uh, TLC and all these networks. And every single one of them wanted us to be dysfunctional. So it was really a time where it started to get dysfunctional. And I refused. They I wanted remember. you guys to all live in a house. I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not I they remember. Well, my children. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening either. None yeah. Not happening. I so remember them coming and, and they wanted like dysfunction. Yeah. And yep, that's right. I, like we couldn't, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do nope. it. So it was like, know. we stayed true to who we were. Absolutely. Um, so I would love for you to share maybe three action points somebody could take to maybe really hone in on who they are, what they want to be that that authentic essence of themselves, if that's the right way to say it, because that's what we're, we all want to be true to ourselves. We all want to stand in our truth, but what kind of action steps would you suggest somebody could take to really get to that point? I love it. Um, Great, great question. I would say having the, the guts and the gumption to show up with all your scars. And when I say scars, I mean the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, to be unapologetic about how you operate. The best people that show up in life are the people that don't put on a veil. Um, Mm. And having the guts to do that 
to me is the biggest action step. I hope people say 2022 is the year that I'm going to show up as myself and I'm not going to care what anybody else says. So having the guts to mm. literally show up as who you are, all your imperfections, all of it. Um, I would say the second thing would be to create something or be a part of something that is only yours. So this could be anything. It could be a hobby. It could be joining a club that your family isn't a part of. Something that is just you. A podcast, uh, writing an ebook, something that it doesn't have to be always business related because I feel like what was so wonderful about what you guys did, and I used to say this to you all, that no one can take away this experience from you. No one. You no matter what that. else happens in your life, this is an experience that only you had. And so I encourage people to find something that you can do that you don't have to bring the whole gang into. It's something that you personally uh, set out to do. It could be anything. Uh, and the third one, I always say just from, you know, female empowerment, I can't stand that word either. It's just so overused. It's just overused. It's, 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 it's just a great overused. word, but it's just obvious. so overused, right? Captain obvious, yeah. yeah. It's to have your own money to really be financially secure. Now, that doesn't mean hide money or anything like that. And I would say the same thing for husbands and spouses. Yeah. Have, our own, have your own little something, something. Um, and then contribute to the family as a whole, but have something that is financially yours that you can be really proud of. I love all of those because, first of all, you don't hear those. These are your own specific ones. You're not regurgitating information from somebody else. So having the guts, creating something that's just yours. I know that when I go to sleep at night, I know that I was a two-time consecutive world bikini champion and nobody could take that away from me. And all the other things that gave me the confidence from that point on that I was able to create for myself. And I also love the fact that you said it doesn't have to be business related because we all think it's got to be business related. And then having your own money, so important, men and women, um, great, great advice, really, because um, you don't you don't hear this. So I will be posting this later on social on uh, so people could make sure that they know this stuff. That's very important. And before we leave, Kathy Savage, I would love to know from you, what does it mean to be fearlessly authentic? Mm. Two words, show up. Show up and be the leading lady in your life. Don't show play up. the best friend, play the leading lady. You only have one life. And I don't know what everyone's so afraid of. Just show up. How's that? I love it. I love it. I, I mean, the answers I get every single week are are just, you know, very important to me because they show me how every guest that I've had on the show lives their life and what is meaningful to them. And I think if I could put all of those things together, we can create the most perfect, not that being fearlessly authentic is perfect, um, but showing up as yourself. And I think that's so important. That's, that's all you ever told us to do. And you're, le and you're leading that charge right now. I hope you know that, that you are leading the way for women who are coming after you. Thank you. I hope so. And so are you. My God, we, we need to do something together. Okay. So like after the show, we need to talk about this. So Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show. How can my listeners get in touch with you? 
Oh, easy. KathySavage.com and Kathy Savage Official watching me in my cup on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so, so much, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show again. Thank you, Kathy Savage, for taking the time to be on the show. And I will see you all next week for Fearlessly Authentic. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.